0: Hello, everybody.
1: Hello, everybody. And it's your friends at the 3BY Podcast. But today, we're something a little different. We are Prep Busters.
0: Who are you going to call Prep Busters?
1: <sighs> I knew she was going there. I knew she was going there. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, 3BY Podcast podcast of record. The largest podcast that is being recorded in this car that we're driving. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be heard by tens of people, or more, or hundreds of people, or sometimes even thousands of people. So, welcome to the show, the Big Show. What what we're doing? Is, this is a new series we're starting out. And this is going to be both a podcast series and a written article on three B Y series, and we're calling it Prep Busters. And mostly, the certainly the first part of this series is going to be focusing on beans. We're talking about food here. What we're doing, and this is something that, that I've come across as I was doing research when, we were bu- when I was buying some long-term storage food for us and some emergency get-out-of-dodge, quick-to-prepare-food, pre- quick to, to, uh, uh, I started comparing the different brands, the different labels, the different nutritional information, the different uh, uh, ingredients, and stuff like that, and I started looking at the online reviews, and the online reviews basically had two, two real big commonalities. Actually, three, if you will. Um, the big commonalities were, one, they were generally about taste. What does it taste like? Okay. Number two, they were generally about uh, price. And number three, they were generally about, is the way that they're packaged an effective long-term storage solution? I.e., do they have, are they done with nitrogen packing? Are they not done with, are they done in a pouch? Are they done in a can? You know, is realistic to say something in this kind of container is a, has X amount of shelf life. But what I didn't see, I, I just didn't see it. Maybe it's out there. I just hadn't seen it, though. Were people talking about, you know, all that stuff's fine, but people talking about the nutritional value of the products. And by these products, I'm generally talking about the just-add-water type emergency thing that you would put in a 72-hour kit or a one-month kit, you know, uh, something that you don't want to spend a lot of time prepping or by prepping I mean preparing, that type of food. That's what I'm talking about here. Because, you know, you get past that and you get into the number 10 cans of freeze-dried carrots, you know, those are pretty well. Uh, a, a number 10 can of freeze-dried carrots, <laughs> carrots is a number 10.
0: It's a commodity. It's a you commodity. get yeah. it anywhere it's going to be about the same.
1: Right. So, but we're not, we're talking about the pre-made meals here, and I, I noticed a lot of things. First of all, almost all the information about these are put out by people who are selling them. Or, interestingly, there's a lot of attack stuff against other brands by people who are attacking them for oh, my brand is better because I have my serving sizes are bigger or my. My their packaging is not nearly as good as mine, or they there's tastes cruddy where mine's really good or whatever you know but it's all salesmanship, so here we are we're the prep busters we're 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 kind of the independent here we, we don't have advertising on our website at all there's none we don't we're not sponsored by anybody anything that we review, we either. Are doing it by uh, tasting it, by cooking it, or we're doing it by uh, analyzi- s- analyzing the labels with uh, a scientific mind. Now, honestly, we're, there's some of the stuff we're going to talk about we're not going to buy. I don't want to eat that stuff. Yeah. It's not even, a, you know, it's only taste. I don't care about the taste. I don't want to put some of this stuff in my body. And I'm not particularly picky about what I eat. Well, I am for flavor, but not for, you know. I kind of am. She's really, she's like <laughs> ridiculous. But, you know, and one of the things I will say that that we may or may not deal with is we're both, uh, we're both, uh, what do I want to say, commercial vegetarians. We don't eat meat that's been commercially produ- produced uh, for various reasons. And we don't need to get into that. Uh, we will, like, if we go out and shoot something or we get it from a friend who has, like, got a deer or something like that, that we'll eat. But commercial products, meat, not so much.
0: So when you're talking about buying stuff off the shelf, we buy the stuff without meat in it.
1: Yeah, that's what we do. Uh, we may make an exception to try a few things that's to be determined.
0: Especially the stuff we bought by accident. Yeah, we bought some it was stuff TVP. by accident <laughs> thinking it was
1: actually TVP and it turned out to be meat. You know, I'm yeah, not well. going to waste that stuff. I mean, I'm not that hardcore, so we'll, we'll worry about that later, though. So basically, what, what we're wanting to do is to, to start taking a look, and this is just going to be an overview. We're not going to really spend a lot of times uh, taking a brand and going through their products and basically disassembling their information in this podcast. But we're planning on doing that in the future. We're gonna we're gonna actually name names and, and take a good look at what these people are saying. I expect I expect we're gonna get some kickback from some of these manufacturers because I mean obviously they don't want negative information and some of this is gonna be negative. I mean, we've already seen it. We know exactly what we're there's just no way you can parse something. There's, somebody put there's a label that we found earlier that's showing that a product's ninety well, 99% fat, and it's not butter.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly they had mistyped right. their nutritional information on the website. Yeah, it that's just ridiculous, could not
1: but... possibly be right. But this is the yeah. information they're putting out there. So we're going to fill you in on that. And we're going to take a look at, at which um, which manufacturers seem to be doing a better job nutritionally. Again, not taste. Nutritionally, we're going to take, take a look at... at uh, And we're going to compare apples and apples here, you know. So, uh, she's got a little bit of a spiel here. That was my spiel. Here's her spiel.
0: The point of this particular podcast from my point of view is that a lot of the nutritional information that you get from these products is designed to confuse. In that they are legally mandated to put forth some information. And I think they are doing their best to do that and be honest about that because that's part of their legal requirements they gotta but in a lot of cases they don't really want you to get a clear picture of everything that's going on so they present the information in a way that is you gotta dig to get to it and we're just gonna dig some of this stuff up and bring it to the light of day for you
1: I I love listening to okay, everybody's got their thing I like to listen to audiobooks and I love listening to space soaps. Okay, I'll be honest with you. You know, the, the starship adventure things. It's, everybody's got their little thing. This is mine, okay? Give
0: it's like this. a bodice ripper for guys.
1: Yeah, well, except for, yeah, except for I don't like the bodice ripper at all. Well, that's
0: because you're a guy. Yeah, it's not.
1: No. <laughs> Killing aliens. That's what I like. That's right. <laughs> Let's kill some aliens. All right. And by that, I don't mean people who are illegally in the country. I'm talking about... Bug-eyed gems.
0: monsters who Bug-eyed want to monsters. destroy... Yeah. All of
1: humanity, or mindless robots, or whatever. Um, but one of the characters, in one of the one of my favorite series, it's called The Lost Fleet, and in the, one of the later books, is a uh, is a lieutenant who is one of the most valuable people in the entire fleet because she has the ability. This is her skill. It's not a anything, to confuse things. It's her, her God-given ability, or her whatever-given ability, uh, in this particular series, it would be the living star's <laughs> ability, because that's what they're... Uh, it would, it's her ability to absolutely, positively tell the truth, be completely truthful, give you all required information, and still make it so that it's entirely incomprehensible to anybody... And that's kind of what got us to looking at some of these labels. It's like New- Lieutenant Jameson wrote this label. It may be completely legal. It may be completely uh, above board, but you can't understand a word of it. It makes no sense. And that's what she does.
0: you got to do a lot of mental math and figuring to, to sort out where they're really coming from. And I've done some of this to try and get to the
1: bottom here. When I first started noticing this, is like I kept looking at these labels, and I kept looking at their servings, and I kept looking at their advertisements, and the numbers just don't add up. I cannot make them work. So something must be something must be wrong. Something must be fibbing to me. Something must be lying, or something must be being obfuscated. One of the ways
0: with a places you run into this problem big time is on the pre-prepared foods, where they give you more than one first, the serving sizes themselves are highly variable. Some companies tend toward giving you an honest example of what somebody might actually eat when they sat down to eat a meal. Other companies will pick a value that is ridiculously small, like a pasta serving of One cup is a standard serving for a lot of these companies when they're describing their meals. One cup of pasta is about a quarter of what most people would put on their plate when they're loading themselves up with spaghetti for dinner. Uh, A lot of people would eat two cups of mac and cheese in a sitting. These guys call it one cup, a serving.
1: One thing we did notice, and this was just doing some research this morning, is that one company, on these pre-prepared meals where you got everything mixed up into one and put it in a pouch, one company is giving you the calorie and, and nutritional information on one cup as prepared. So that includes all the water and everything like that. So all the water is added in, so there's a lot more water in it, taking up a lot more space. You know, the, the noodles are all expanded. So the so the actual servings and the, the actual food that you're getting in your mouth is much smaller. Whereas another company is giving it to you as the mix, which would be much more than one cup as prepared. So this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. And yes, we're going to name names. It's not going to be in this podcast because I got to have this all, all the graphics done. And I'm going to. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're going right. to do so right We're not going to fling around names casually.
0: Names. We're going to do yes. it right when we do it.
1: Because I do expect some pushback on this from some of these companies.
0: On the other hand, when they, when they want to get the numbers as small as possible, like amount of sodium per serving, they'll give you these ridiculously small serving sizes. But then they'll tell you how many pouches they give you. There was one kid I looked at this morning that had only one-tenth as many pouches as they had servings listed. So, over this three- or four-day period... now this was a one-month kit. Over this one-month kit, you get ten servings of this particular pasta dish, but they all come in the same pouch. So... In an emergency situation, do you actually have a refrigerator? Do you have the ability to reheat stuff? No, you're probably going to make the whole thing at once and eat it all over the next 24 hours. So they are got 10 servings in each pouch, and then you've got no more pouches of that for the rest of the month. How useful is that, really?
1: And also another thing to consider is, I don't know if you've ever made these, but we've made these. When you're having to divide out stuff in a pouch, it has noodles, it has uh, sauces you know, that are powders, it becomes really difficult, you know, to get an even amount of noodles and sauce and stuff like that in an uh, in even number. So one meal, if you divide them up and just reseal the pouch, one meal might have a lot more noodle in it. and The next might have a lot more sauce in it because it's just very difficult to divide it up. Um, and, you know, that's something so... Basically, in this type of situation, what we're saying is smaller number of servings per pouch, more pouches is a lot better. For actual use, abs- absolutely. She's choking on, on something here. She's, For some yeah. reason, she's like, ah! Random cough. It's, okay, it's and you need to move your microphone up by the uh, by your mouth. It's way down there. Thank you. So she's probably much louder now.
0: I was trying not to cough into your face there. Okay. Another issue that you see here is what they call a day's worth of food when you buy these kits by the three.
1: All right, I'm going to pause. Let her pause. Are we back?
0: I'm back, I think.
1: Okay, yeah, sorry. We had to We had to. almost die on you there, So, but we survived. Yeah.
0: The kits you buy by per the day. One of the things you need to pay attention to is what they call a day's worth of food, and I've found wide variation in the products I've been looking at this morning. I'm going to talk about this uh, one place that handily gives you an average day with this kit. Nutrition Facts. Well, the first thing, okay, this is supposed to be a 30-day kit. Calories per day, 1,026. 1,026 is starvation level number of calories. But that's what they're calling your calorie supply for this kit. Uh, I usually eat about twice that in a day, and I am not a large woman. A lot of Americans will eat three times that in a day. So, how satisfied are you actually going to be trying to eat from this kit for a month? You're going to be awfully dang hungry by the end of the month if this is what you got. Because this is starvation-level calories. Now, there is some logic here in that in an emergency situation... If you feed people about half their calorie need, they can draw from their own fat stores to supplement that. And they can be reasonably functional for many people at about half the calories they actually need. They're feeling awfully hungry, and people who have bad blood sugar control may not function as well. But a lot of people can function on that. But let's be honest here. What you're talking about is... You can function on it, not it's actually a month's worth of food. Right. It's actually about half
1: of a month's worth of food by calories. Realistically, you just double everything if if you're trying to actually use this. If it's this company.
0: A different company I looked at had 1650 as their calories per day with their extended kits, which is much more reasonable.
1: Okay, we're gonna we're gonna hit the pause button again. We are we're just outside of Rocket City, USA. That's right. We're outside we of Huntsville, Alabama. Underneath the a moment. giant we're, rocket. We're underneath a giant Saturn Saturn One B, one of the few Saturn One Bs left. And uh, if I get my phone out, I'll take a picture. We'll put that on this podcast because here we are in Rocket City. Well, we're not in Rocket City. We're outside of it, so I'm gonna pause. We'll come back to you. Thank you. Be right back, and we're paused. And although you can't tell, we're back. We left, and then we're back. Welcome so back. We stopped our, at our traditional rough stop in northern Alabama, and now we're hitting the road again, and we're off on the road to Montgomery. <sighs> yeah. Birmingham. Yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Home of Vulcans. We've been up in Vulcan. Vulcan is cool. Vulcan is cool. The Vulcan statue is cool. If you're ever in Birmingham, Alabama, highly recommend the Vulcan statue. Okay, pressing on.
0: We're talking about these nutritional facts for this average day with this kit from some company I'm not going to name right this second.
1: But we're going to name them in the future. Again, wait for the series. We're going to name names and blame.
0: So they call 1,000 calories a day, basically, a day's worth of
1: food. That's one issue. I'm hungry thinking about that. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, let's put this in perspective. Let's put this in perspective. There are, Hardee's Carl Jr. have got multiple single burgers that have far more calories in them for just one burger Than that. Now, I'm not saying they're worth eating because, ew, but.
0: That burger would be more than you'd get for a whole day on this kit. I don't remember the exact.
1: I looked up Wendy's the other day just because I was curious about how much fat the bacon eater had in it and how much. And I was shocked to see it is not their most calorific. I believe their most calorific was like a twelve hundred calorie sandwich, and I know the monster burger that Hardee's used to have, or Carl Jr. Uh, at one point in time, topped in at about fourteen fifty for one burger.
0: You notice calorific rhymes with horrific. I
1: oh, noticed boy. that. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, that's a lot of calories in one sandwich. But that'll give you a, a kind of an indication. You're talking about you're talking a big or a, a, a quarter pounder Whopper. You're talking, you know, five, six hundred or five or six hundred calorie sandwich for one sandwich. This is so we give you an idea of what the the amount of uh, um, calories are. You're talking um, not very many. Yeah. And and what's what what do you got? What do you get? What else do you get?
0: For that thousand calories, you get one hundred and twenty three percent of the daily recommended sodium limit. That's okay. not recommended minimum value, like it is for vitamins. It's recommended
1: limit. Now, considering the fact that that is about half of what a person needs to eat to even have a chance at, not, you know,
0: long term, it's half of what you need to eat, basically. Most,
1: and it's if you're active and you're bigger than, you know, bigger than a five foot four, hundred and twenty pound woman, you know.
0: So eat their stuff, and you get two and a half times as much salt as is recommended. I've also noticed there is a strong difference. Most of that salt comes in the entrees. Yes. The kits that are for multi-days usually have about two-thirds as many entrees as breakfast items. The breakfast items tend to be lighter in protein, but much, much lighter in salt. And the uh, entrees tend to be really high in salt, but they've got uh, more respectable protein.
1: Why are, they, why are they so high in salt, dear?
0: Because when you put salt in food, it pumps, it enhances the other flavors of the food. And if you're trying to make as much money as possible, you limit the number of really flavorful components because they're the really expensive things.
1: And to be fair, a lot of them don't store long-term well.
0: True. Whereas Especially salt, for
1: longer than a couple years. For those of us who've actually been inside of a salt mine... Oh, by the way, here's another thing. Here's a freebie. The salt mine that you can go down into, that's an actual working salt mine in Hutchison, Kansas. Highly recommended. If you're ever in Hutchison, Kansas, great town. Go to there and then go to the Hutch- Hutchison Space Museum. It's part of the Smithsonian. Believe it or not, in Hutchison, Kansas, it's a long story. but
0: It was a long road trip, but yeah. it was a good trip. And it's a, it's a cool town. And
1: they have a little zoo. It's nice, too.
0: Yeah, nice little zoo. So you get 36 grams of protein, which is okay for 1,000 calories. That's perfectly fine. Uh, You get 35% of your vitamin A, 41 of C, 67 of calcium, 55 of iron. That means if you're actually eating twice this much, which you would have to do long-term, you're doing okay on uh, these vitamins and minerals. They don't mention things like, well, D, which is also important, and the B vitamins, you may or may not be getting them, depending on what else is in there. But, you know, that's fairly respectable. So I was trying to sort out how to help people who don't deal with this stuff all the time. How to help you sort the stuff out. Assume that you need roughly 2,000 calories a day in a long-term kind of way, because that's about right. If you eat way more than that now, you'd lose weight, but then you would stabilize unless you were working really hard and heavy. So 2,000 is a nice round number. Assume you need 2,000 calories per day. Look at the serving size uh, in calories they've got. And if you know this, these calories are half of what you'd actually need, they really should have no more than half of the things you don't want to overload on. They should have no less than half of the things you're really interested in getting a lot of. Some foods will be higher, some foods will be lower, but on average, that's where you ought to end up. If everything's coming over that on the things you don't want, and under that on the things you do want, then it's not a very good nutritional choice.
1: And uh, also, I'm just going to throw this out there because it it horrifies me. Watch the sugar water. Some of these kits get a lot, at least some of them, I don't know if all of them, but some of these get a lot of their calories from totally empty calorie sugar water. It's Kool-Aid. And I don't... You know, Kool-Aid's actually better than this because you can make sugar-free Kool-Aid. The yeah. orange
0: drinks, by whatever description, or the fruit-flavored drinks, those guys are some artificial flavoring powders inside sugar water, and they generally don't even
1: put good vitamin supplementation in them. Because vitamins don't really store that long. Okay. You might say, why does this... Wh- what's the takeaway long-term... For this, and I want to, I want my first takeaway is, I want to caution you all that if you are, you know, a lot of people who are just becoming preppers, one of the first things they realize is, oh my gosh, I've got to feed my family. I've got to feed my family. This is the number one thing. I I have to feed the family. So they 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 go out and they start looking at these one year kits. And the Thing about these one-year kits, there's a couple different kinds of them, right? now I'm not papooing all one-year kits, but there's a couple different kinds of them. One of them is where you buy, and there's several different manufacturers that do this. Um, they, you buy ten, uh, number ten cans, and a lot of those cans are full of ingredients that you mix together and you make meals out of. Okay, a lot of our storage, our longer-term storage stuff, is in cans of ingredients. Okay, these tend to have a lot less, a uh, lot less bad stuff in them. They tend to have a lot less salt in them. They have a lot more vegetables. You get your carrots, you get your peas, you get your greens, like your green beans. If you buy those cans, if you buy those cans, you get all this stuff. You get your, you get your strawberries, your freeze-dried strawberries. You get your, your. Uh, this, all, fruits and vegetables that you can use in, in cooking. Now, it does take a little more preparation time, but it's all basically add water and cook, all right? This is a really, a lot, this is a lot better choice if you're if you're panicking and want to buy something now. This is a lot better choice than going out and buying one of these 20 buckets of whatever, of these pre-made meals, 20 a bucket. Well, you first, nutritionally, most of them that we're looking at are not very good, okay? And this is something you don't want to be eating, uh, especially on the salt. I mean, if you have anybody with hypertensive, even if you don't have people who are hypertensive, you're going to end up that way.
0: Or gluten sensitive (laughs) or or have a tendency towards diabetes.
1: You know. Because these they're just not very nutritionally sound. Um, They're expensive, okay. And you're also going to run very quickly into a situation where you're going to get very tired of eating the same thing over and over and over. You're going to get that. um, And I've been stuck in a situation, okay, where we had to do this. We were overseas. And we were basically, because of storms and ships had to turn back, our supplies got very limited. Now, we did have plenty of food, but it was very little choice of what we had. So we kept eating the same things over and over and over. And you get really tired of it. And that, along with the stress and everything else, is a real morale challenge. And don't don't just blow off the whole idea of morale because it's a big deal um,
0: I can tell you from my college experience when I first hit the, the college dorm cafeteria I was reasonably pleased with it I, you know, hey this stuff's not bad
1: it's not wonderful of course but they do a pretty good job and to be fair the college we met in college the college we went to we ate at the same cafeteria it was actually for college food it was really pretty good
0: Yeah, but by the end of the semester, a lot of people, including me, were a lot less happy with the food, and some of the people were just plain not eating enough or not eating good nutritionally just because the offerings were so similar from day to day that people just really wouldn't eat like they should because the lack of variety. We are tuned to do better with variety than with a monotonous diet
1: and that's one of the things i see with these with these uh, where you buy the the uh, huge year-long kit for a family of four well first of all we have real problems with a lot of the serving sizes you know we get back to that you know how many calories are you actually getting that that one of your kit's probably closer to a four or five month kit in a lot of cases and the other thing is, you know, you're eating the same stuff over and over. It's not nutritionally good for you. There are better choices. That's what I'm saying. There's better choices. And there's better choices in cans. There's better choices in long-term storage. And then you've also got, of course, the option of storing your own rice. I mean, you don't have to buy any of this stuff. You can, you know, package your own and store it yourself. Or you can buy them prepaid. Or you can go to some place like the uh, one of the LDS places that has the... the uh,
0: LDS, meaning available. the Latter-day Saints have a religious reason for everybody to keep some long-term food
1: stores. And we're not going to talk about, um... <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I lost, <laughs> lost the train of thought there.
0: The stuff in the cans overall, you can make a larger variety with them. They tend not to have the same nutritional problems as the pre-made meals do. Now, some of the items do have some issues, like some of the TVPs are really high in salt, because that's just the way you make some of the uh, some of the core ingredients. But at least you have a lot more control over what you're doing, and you can look at them. You don't get a bunch of salt thrown in with the dehydrated carrots and Fruits and stuff like that. They don't just toss a whole bunch of junk you don't want in there. It's a lot more limited in ingredients. It's better for people who have allergy problems because the ingredient lists are much shorter.
1: I think it would be interesting if somebody wants i wants, I'm going to give this away because I don't really want to do it. So I'm going to give this away as a, as a free prepper idea, a prepper business idea. You want to start a good prepper business uh, online, something that you can do. If you have nutritional information and you you learn or know what you're talking about, you can do this. Go ahead and start your own prepper supply business for year to two-year type uh, food supplies. But don't use one of the manufacturer's pre-made kits actually nutritionally put together a solid one based on, you know, realistic serving sizes and realistic nutrition and sell, and then just basically document everything you're doing and you, you'd sell, you'd sell food, I guarantee you, you buy the stuff from, from the, the major manufacturers you just, and you use a brand, you put exactly, well, this is, okay, this is my one year kit if we do it with brand A this is my one year kit if we do it with brand B i don't sell brand C this is why um stuff like that it just it would be a it would be something that would sell and it would also be a you know, something you could you could drop ship it and you don't have a lot of inventory so that's my gift to somebody out there who wants to to get into a prepping business but doesn't actually want to that has the time to do it. I don't have the time to do it. So, okay, okay. Is that what we wanted to say in this one? Yeah, it was basically about how to read the labels. All right. So in the future, we're gonna start uh, naming names, going through labels. Hey, we found some good stuff too. So, no and we found multiple manufacturers with good stuff. So, we're we're good there. But um, some of the stuff I gotta admit, it's pretty scary. Sketchy. Sketchy, sketchy, sketchy. So we'll talk to you later.